Welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And today you're listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, the book series Red Rising, for all of our Red Rising fans, has just released a new series of covers, uh, which I think might have been emulated, modeled after the 1917 Kulak hate propaganda posters. What a very fitting cover for those books. It's pretty cool, actually. I kind of want a poster of them on my wall. And also, I have to apologize to everybody. My throat is going out from too much podcasting. So if I sound like I'm eating gravel, well, that's why. Uh, Happy New Year, dude. It's the second day of the year. And uh, tell me, do you have any New Year's resolution? I only have one New Year's resolution, and it relates to books. I want to start reading more nonfiction books. Obviously, my main thing to read is fantasy, genre fiction, sci-fi, horror. I used to just think... Eh, nonfiction, I can just figure any of that out on the internet. But I've read a few nonfiction books lately, and I'm really, really enjoying the kind of more focused approach. A 300-page book on a subject that I enjoy or am interested in is a much better experience than maybe reading two people on Reddit arguing about it. (laughs) Which, while that is fun to scroll at three in the morning, I need to get some sleep. I feel you. And just because we can look up anything doesn't mean that we shouldn't look it up and learn it right then. You know, like a couple of weeks ago, I was enjoying my evening and I had the thought, where does my poop go? And uh, man, I went down a rabbit hole. Funny, somebody just told me about a book called Pipe Dream, and it's a (laughs) it's a nonfiction book about toilets. Look at how that conversation just wrapped itself around. So beautiful, dude. It's so interesting. And like the technology that is involved in like every process i won't go into detail but it is crazy and that is something that i would look up normally on the internet just like you did but having a full dedicated book to that is really interesting and i'm gonna i'm gonna go for it so yeah that's my new year's resolution i'm proud of you that's very adult of you 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 wise wise beautiful man (laughs) thank you chad how's your week going Uh, It's been pretty all right. I have been working a lot on uh, some website stuff. I love to learn. And so I've just been going down these little rabbit holes. One of the rabbit holes that I've been going down is data. And I love looking at data, coming up with actionable things from it and just like seeing the insights. And I just got to give a shout out to everybody who's been listening to us. Thank you so much for your time, your attention. We have had a flood of emails and comments. Please keep that coming. And you all have been so encouraging. So, you know, I thrive off positive motivation and I really, really appreciate it. So thank you, everyone. Evan, we've had people from 23 different countries listen to our podcast over the last week or so, and it's really encouraging. Yeah, the support has been out of this world and we both really appreciate it, everybody. Definitely. So, Chad, a few podcast episodes ago, I asked you if you had seen Arrival, and you told me that you hadn't. And that's the that is a Denny Villeneuve movie that came out before Dune. What did you think about Arrival? I loved it. It was the most unique alien encounter movie I have ever seen. Yeah, I thought the same thing when I saw it. I saw that movie in theaters. I loved it. And I didn't know anything really about it. Because I just sometimes I just I hear about something and it sounds exciting and then I don't watch any trailers or anything and go into the movie blind. I hate trailers. Yeah, because you can make anything look good with a trailer. Oh, yeah. I kind of had an idea of what it was about. I knew it was like a first contact story. And then one thing that I loved so much about that movie is 
like a few minutes goes by and there is stuff happening. There's it's an alien invasion, like in the first few minutes of the movie. And I love I also loved like the tone of it, the way that everybody's so weirded out by these things that are just silently floating around the world in random places. It's, it's such a fantastic movie. I fully agree. It was fantastic in every way. Forrest Whitaker, however, is like the one character who's not interested at all. He's just like, well, that's a wrap. And they just keep trying to like moving. I mean, he's doing his job. I get it. But he's like not even curious. It is funny how in a lot of those kinds of movies, there is always that one character who's like, how can we turn it into a weapon? <laughs> Scientists. Like in uh, in in the Jurassic, in the first uh, new Jurassic Park movie, there's that guy that like wants to turn Velociraptors oh into my a God. weapon. Dude, can you imagine like just like well we just strapped a bunch of parachutes onto their back and uh, launched them into the middle east <laughs> what like if i was in the writer's room at for jurassic park uh for the new jurassic park movie and then the second somebody was like all right and this guy wants to turn them into velociraptors i'd be like <laughs> leaning back in the chair like okay this person is either a genius or shouldn't be here but in arrival like the Forrest Whitaker part, it wasn't too much like that, but I did get that vibe. But just the whole idea that wasn't really touched on until like the very end, which I really love too, was just this idea that time is not as linear yes. as we think it is. What a great thing to hold to the end of the movie. And like the fact that these aliens are communicating in like circular patterns, because yeah. they don't even, you know, the idea that like if we did run into an alien civilization, they would have completely different ways of understanding time and space and everything. Well, you know, this is interesting because we were talking about this before the podcast, right? How different languages have different words for different things. Mm -hmm. So like German has a word for being able to sing along to a song poorly, like not knowing the words. They have a word, a single word that encapsulates that whole concept. And they took that concept and took it to the extreme and like, ah. It was so interesting. Absolutely incredible movie. And I love the music too. Mm -hmm. Everything from not only the way they thought, but how it how their technology manifested itself was so different. Like it was so like basic looking, but so complicated. Like who even knows how they were sending the pod down to come get her when they finally pulled her up and swim around in that gas. Like I was so interested the whole time. I'm so glad you liked it. I really did. I also recommended that you watch The Green Knight. What did you think about that? Well, Evan, you were one for one because I loved Arrival and I really did not like The Green Knight. I was watching <laughs> it with our good friends, Dylan and Alicia, and we were set in silence for like 45 minutes. And then I just turned over to him and I was like, is anyone else just like super bored right now? And both of them were like, oh my gosh, yes. Like what is even happening right now? And then we spent the whole rest of the movie just, just talking trash. What? Oh, and no. I mean, if we would have like paid attention, I'm sure there's some deep things being said there, but like they have to put some bait on the end of their deep hook for me to bite in the first place. We didn't even care. I felt like I wasn't even qualified. Like, I don't know. I was so bored. That's so funny. It's so interesting how like uh, when I walked out of the theater after seeing that movie, I had the kind of the, the same feeling after I saw Arrival where I was just like, wow, this is such that was such an incredible movie. I'm so happy that I saw that. And it's just so interesting that you can like one of the movies that I liked as Ugh. much as I did and then not like the other one at all. I was scared going into Arrival because I watched Green Knight first and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be like that. Yeah, It's like someone was <laughs> trying to be Pan's Labyrinth and then just missed it. I don't know. It wasn't for me. Let's just say it wasn't for me. Hey, that happens sometimes. I mean, I, I uh, my brother Vaughn actually had the same reaction as you. It's one of those movies where it kind of goes 
in a different direction than a lot of the conventional storytelling methods that we're used to. And it draws a lot of things out that don't seem to need to be there at all. Like that whole scene with him in like that house with the hunter. Yeah. I definitely remember thinking like, I think I understand what's going on here, but this is going on for a really long time. Uh, but I really like the ending a lot when, um, and I, I could be completely misquoting it, but you know, the guy's kneeling there and the, the green knight's got an ax over his head and he's just like, is this it? And he says, what else would it be? And it's just like, that is such a cool quote. Like it's so, it's so dark and also at the same time, like kind of uplifting in like a really weird way. And I just, I don't know. I just thought that that whole movie was just so brilliant. I'm going to watch it again. I feel like they just never put the time in to make me care. And so all of their deep commentary and analogous depth uh, metaphor, it just, it was lost on me, I feel like, because they just never, I just never cared. I kind of liken it to that movie, um, No Country for Old Men. Have you seen that? Yeah, I really like that movie. So with No Country for Old Men, like one of the things that I like the most about that movie is that it kind of, it doesn't explain itself. I mean, I had to watch that movie like three times to understand that Tommy Lee Jones is the actual main character of that movie, right? Like the idea of it being No Country for Old Men, at least the way that I took it, was that Tommy Lee Jones is so flummoxed about all of this. Like, he's just like, I don't really, I don't understand like why the world is the way it is. Like, this is also over my head and I've been doing this for a long time. And you're able to come to those conclusions by yourself and the movie gives the person absorbing it enough space to be able to do that themselves yeah and i felt like that with the green knight too where um maybe the message or or whatever the movie was trying to convey like wasn't super clear but i liked working for it i would much rather have someone present me with two and two and lead me to four than just tell me it's four but i felt like that movie was like just throwing like Egyptian hieroglyphs and cuneiform wedges at me and I just didn't get it at all. Well, I'm glad I was one for two and I've got more movies for you. Yeah, I uh Arrival certainly pulled you pulled up from the nosedive, man. I I was like, all right, all right, next time he recommends something to me, I'm in. I liked it more than I didn't like The Green Knight. Let's put it that way. Um, well, what have you uh been up to this week besides uh recommending 50% good movies? <laughs> Uh, I finished The Shadow of What Was Lost, and we'll be doing our recap episode of that in a little bit. I also finished The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller, which was one of the best books I read all year. And it's funny because, you know, everybody kept telling me how good it was. I kept getting comments all over the place on multiple platforms telling me how amazing that book was. And I kind of kept putting it off. And then finally, I decided to read it. And I'm so happy that I did because it was just masterfully written. Great love story. I loved it. We're going to have to de dedicate some time in the future to some love stories. It's always been a door that I've really wanted to go into that I have never. So I want to, I want to, I want to force us to do it a little bit. I might have to uh, bite it off. I might have to chew on it a little bit. I think you would like it quite a bit. Uh, something that I purchased this week that I'm really excited about is uh, The Emperor's Soul by Brandon Sanderson. Nice. That's a really good novella. I'm really excited to read it. It's going to be the first book that is a standalone book that I've read in like a year or two. Oh, I love standalone books. I'm trying to broaden my horizons. What if I love the characters so much and then 200 pages in, I have to say goodbye. That's just the way it is sometimes, Chad. It's bittersweet. There's a lesson in there somewhere. I really like The Emperor's Soul a lot because usually Brandon Sanderson's strengths are world building and action and intrigue. This one is much more grounded, centering on one character. And it's really thought provoking, you know, on like the nature of art. The importance of art. It's a really, really good book. 
And, you know, it's just so it's so cool that he is putting out these doorstopper novels and he's still just like, boom, awesome little novella for you. Well, I'm excited to look into that. Everyone I was telling everyone about the Be Funky site that I looked at last night and it was like it could create art, like a mimic of art so easily. And I was like, boy, is this like and I had this like like little rabbit trail mind session with myself where I was like, are we able to automate? Can a machine create art? Or can it just mimic? And man, I, I don't know the answer, but it's very interesting. So I'm excited to hear Brandon's thoughts because he's way smarter than me. <laughs> and he's such a masterful writer. Like, right, he could probably write a whole series about that one question. But the fact that he distills it down into a little novella and then he's like, all right, moving on. I've got this giant epic series to write. Reading has a tendency to consume our lives, I know. But um, have you been doing anything other than reading that uh, is, is noteworthy? In one of our previous episodes, we were talking about Ocarina of Time, and I have it for my 3DS, so I did a whole run-through of it between that episode and this episode, which I don't know how I found time. I know. I think it's because I know that game just back to front. I know every single thing I have to do in that game. I never need a guide for it or anything, and it's, it's almost like soothing for me at this point to just, it's like playing an instrument. You know, it's just like this combination of things that I need to do. Yeah, you've like worked that synapsal pathway in your brain so much. It's like a rut. It's just, it's comfortable. It's so cozy. And uh, I did it while listening to, or while finishing up a Harry Potter marathon that I was doing too. So I was just in like this cozy Harry Potter, Zelda kind of thing. It was really cool. I've also been playing uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake on my Xbox. It's pretty good. I don't know. I just like, I really like video games a lot, but just with the amount of reading and stuff I've been doing, like I just, and I need to start watching The Witcher because I want to talk about it with you. But books are always going to take precedent. Books will always be the priority. There are things that I want to play. There's things that I want to watch. There's movies I want to watch, but I just can't. I love reading. I love reading so much. Me too. It's just the best. I, no movie game show can give me that same like window into a character's like inner thoughts and soul and like really let me get to know them like a book can and just and, and i haven't played any video games in the last like three or four months i've been on like an anti-streak i'll hit it hard and then stop and then hit it hard and stop and that's just how i go is there anything that's coming out like video game or book or anything that you're that you're excited about Yes, there's an open world game that's coming out that I'm not going to be able to remember the name of. Is it Elden Ring? Um, yeah, uh, I think it is yes, Elden Ring. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes, and I want to do. And it looks really good. I love those sort of games, dude. The, honestly, the best game, or not the best, but one of the best games that I've played in the last few years um, was Breath of the Wild. Oh, like, yeah. I'm just looking to play yeah, that again. Breath of the it Wild was so is amazing. Good. That game. That game. It was incredible. I feel like that. I feel like. There were video games and then Breath of the Wild came out and now everyone's been trying. Even the new Halo was trying to be Breath of the Wild. I played Cyberpunk 2020 or whatever afterward. It's just ugh. Vaughn was so excited about Cyberpunk 2077. And I kept telling him, like, hey, it looks OK, but it just looks like Grand Theft Auto with a Cyberpunk like skin on it. I did the exact same thing as Vaughn. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. I love the Grand Theft Auto. And, you know, it was it was Grand Theft Auto. And in, and the motorcycles weren't as fun to drive around. <laughs> and that was my favorite part. So. And I think that wraps up our weekly Monday morning minute here on the Book Reviews Kill podcast. But before we go, we would like to do the fictional fun fact of the week, a recurring fun fact that Chad and I both agreed would be fun and factual for everyone. Evan, you're the yin to my yang. I uh, I, I, I was like, it's got to be the way too much alliteration. Monday morning minute, fun, fantasy, fantasy fantastical factoid of the week and he made me cut out a couple f's so just the fun fictional factoid of the week fictional fun fact fiction okay okay uh the thing that i found interesting in my perusing of the interwebs earlier today 
Did you know that the Wheel of Time had a 10 million per episode budget? Wow. Yeah. That's pretty high for a first season of a show. They must have thought it was like a sure thing. Dude, they were like, we're making the Game of Thrones again. Like they, I bet you they were so sick of people comparing it to that. (laughs) I mean, but how could you not? I mean, we went that whole episode pretty much without comparing it. But I mean, they're huge, big budget shows on huge platforms. They're both some of the biggest fantasy series there are. I could totally see why. And like us fantasy lovers kind of, I don't know, maybe it's just we we have a, a little bit of like a guilty pleasure in bringing the rest of the world into our world sometimes, you know? And so it's like, ah, welcome to what we do every day. I don't know, like Harry Potter. And then we had the Game of Thrones and they're trying to seize that same spirit and you know they got real close they certainly had enough money to uh, do it and i thought the magic could have been a little cooler looking after learning about that budget the one power looked pretty cool especially uh the difference between rand using it and the Aes Sedai using it because rand had a little bit of like darkness in there and the Aes Sedai was like all white i thought that was really interesting but the the trollocks just weren't doing it for you know that is one of those things where when you tell me it was that much per episode my mind immediately shoots to well those trollocs didn't look that great especially in that last episode when they were all running towards that building and i couldn't really make any of them out no i have to admit i was trying to make a meme i thought i had some funny thought that i don't remember now and so i was like i need a picture of all these trollocs and so i kept pausing it stop 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 trying to get a clear picture of all of them running and what i realized is they made like four trollocks and then just like duplicated and they were not very good looking for trollocks either so i was like where did all this money go but maybe they'll look better in the next one maybe they'll do maybe they'll do 15 million per episode and we'll get some good trollocks <laughs> maybe so and i'll finally be able to make my meme <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna wrap it up for the monday morning minute thanks everybody so much for hanging out Hope you're all having a really awesome start to your week, and we'll definitely be seeing you next time. Happy New Year and happy reading, everybody.